Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And I'm Tom Scholey. Before we get to our video, gotta let you guys know that we're doing a little bit of traveling in October, uh, October 6th through 9th, CXC in Columbus, Ohio. Jimmy and I are going to be there signing comics, signing, signing comics, talking comics. Baltimore Comic Con at the end of the month, October 28th through 30th, we are going to be at Baltimore Comic Con doing our thing. And the Jacksonville Public Library, October 22nd, Jimmy's going to be in Florida for a zine festival. It is Kayfabe-tober, man, so the prompts are in effect. We pin them to our social media, to our Twitter, to our Instagram. Uh, hashtag us on uh, Instagram if you participate in Kayfabe-tober, and at us on Twitter if you are doing some drawings. We'll share as many as possible. And let's jump right into things, fellas. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Annual, number 14. We did, I think, 15 was the uh, Doc Ock story that Miller did, or maybe okay. it was 13. Uh, Frank Miller doing Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom, and Spider-Man. Magic, totally going full freaking Ditko. Yeah. Uh, with this, with this sucker. Yeah, Tom Palmer Sr. on inks here. Which Super is noteworthy. Fun. Absolutely a, uh, noteworthy. The the late Tom Palmer, a great inker, one of my favorite inkers, and getting to see him on Miller is pretty interesting. Also, like, these stories are so weird to me because they're a different era of comics. You yeah. know, where Frank Miller's coming in and doing 35 pages or so of Spider-Man in an annual, like, I don't know if there's an equivalent of this today. Yeah, yeah, 1980. So it's very early in uh, in Miller's run. Uh, these are Marvel comics, which suggests Marvel method, mm -hmm. which implies that we're going to get to see Frank Miller do some visual storytelling yeah. stuff and pace his work. It doesn't look like your average... Spider-Man comic, right. Joe Rose and the Letterer getting a show off a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, with this kind of ornate mm -hmm. script throughout. I'm shocked this um, Spider-Man character hasn't shown up in continuity. I in know, like right? <laughs> yeah, that thing is so. Here's a question, man: Is this the Letterer or uh, or Miller? I wonder. Yeah, with the ornate stuff on the outside. I give it to the Letterer. Me too. I assume it's the Letterer. Yeah, but if 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 you say that then is that the letter? Because that seems like a lot of the same shapes that Milton Glaser... Yeah. I, I'd, I'd lean towards it being the penciler. I'd lean towards it being Miller. I bet the letter finishes it. Yeah. Because sure. the letters yeah. would do borders. That was yeah. usually part of their job too, and I feel like that would fall under a border. You'd see these masks in Miller's work a lot. Yes. Yeah, I wonder what that comes from. Yeah, I think well, some of yeah. it's Japanese. They're definitely like the demons that you see in um, Ronin later. Mm -hmm. And there's, you see those masks in Electra Lives Again. And You're... Denny O'Neill, you know, his, uh, his editor at Daredevil. Yeah. So uh, those guys a long, long collaborative history. <laughs> this is such a Wallywood cast. Like that's the Wallywood Doctor Doom uh, solo series, you know? Oh, right, right, right. The way the castle's drawn. And and seeing Tom Palmer on top of Frank Miller, like, absolutely noteworthy, especially in scenarios like this, because mm -hmm. we know what the Thunder approach is with enough Gene Cola and Tomb of Dracula images. So it's cool to see what Tom Palmer's bringing to the table with with stuff like this, man. Good good guy for some moody atmosphere. And that's the Dark Knight Returns lightning strike. You know? <laughs> Got some Latvian shenanigans about to go down with this little Igor type character. Oh, I love all the shadow on Doctor Doom. Yeah, that's really, really hardcore. Very ominous. One thing that uh, Tom Palmer is known for is kind of bringing serpents into prominence, using it a lot in his ink work uh, for, for Marvel, and we're going to see a lot of approaches. Uh, very limited 
sets of tools the cartoonists were able to employ in these old newsprint comics. So you get it in where you could fit it in. And whenever there's these energetic approaches, Tom Palmer is showing up and uh, creating a space for that, man. 100% yellow background with the uh, 100% magenta sitting on top to create that kind of you know, bright red. I'd like to see what the uh, original pages look like because it, it, do you do that on a piece of vellum mm -hmm. i would think that would make it the easiest yeah and it feels like like you say palmer's got a lot of experience with this so probably and and and, and we say that because palmer is inking what is read here in black so you can't yeah. separate that from yeah if you want to get figure those lines of, right of the, the character sometimes we talk inside baseball a little too too inside gotta gotta spell it out a little bit more uh, one of the things with Marvel Method is that uh, you kind of have to anticipate and allow s space for the, the the writer to put put his stuff in there, and I think that it's fully intentional on Miller's part that like you know you do a little bit here and, and you create that separation like this character is in an abyss mm -hmm. right here, but I think he was like allowing some space for some lettering to happen and and, and Denny O'Neill just didn't didn't show up. We, we see, this is very left heavy. Yeah, we see that in the Wolverine. Uh, that he does with Chris Claremont, where there's like these weird white, but it kind of creates a new aesthetic that's yeah. kind of interesting. The difference with this page is like what what you're talking about with the with the um, Wolverine's pieces. Every single page he allows some negative space. Mm -hmm. The but it would usually be like the panel would cut off here. It wouldn't be a right. big chunk mm -hmm. of a panel. Yeah, I mean it, it. But it is something. Anything you can do to make things a little different. Like it, I I I I don't dislike it. Like I I like it, and I like seeing this glimpse of. Ditko space by way of Miller. M Miller and Ditko, like, they go together so well. There's so much Ditko in Miller. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Especially especially when he leans into it with, with yeah. Spider-Man. So, guys, keep this in mind. You see, mm -hmm. this is like a, a magical binding. This isn't like a piece of metal that this mm -hmm. guy's tied to. This is a magical binding. So that is what Frank Miller pretty much will pencil in for some things that we're going to see later, and you'll see a different approach by Tom Palmer with the way the, that magic is, is is handled there. Yeah. This is a pretty awkward moment, too. Doom is watching films of Hitler. Right. And I feel like you have Doom and Dormammu teaming up, and you put Hitler in there, and it's really like, that's an awkward fit. It is. How about this piece right here? If you were looking at, at the issues, there's, there's a uh, half-page ad for a band called Shrapnel from Salute Records that has a song out called Combat Love, and it's the guys from Shrapnel with Spidey in an ad, you could literally send away to Salute Records for, for a copy of the thing. And this ad... Frank Miller art. Is it? It's yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah, Whoa. right. Yeah. Joseph Rubenstein on the inks on that. And then it's going to segue into a a couple of pages... They make of an appearance in there, yeah. ...of commercial for, for this shrapnel band mm -hmm. that, as far as I saw, could tell, a pretty lo-fi, mm -hmm. like... They must have been just hanging out with Denny O'Neill or like, <laughs> there's some weird story there. If the kayfabe audience has any info on that, I'm very curious because it's very glare glaring. Yeah, I mean, the guy from there went on to be part of like a more famous band and he wrote some song that like gets referenced in a in a another like Negasonic. Are they the band that we're going to see? Yeah, they, they are, are the a band. Story? They're a real band. They are. They're a real band. Oh, so man, this I did not ad, connect that ad. Yeah, see Shrapnel. It, like this ad segues into co comics content of this issue like it, there's there's a story there that we don't know so yeah, yeah. Al Milgram the drummer or something like. <laughs> that's what I'm saying man some some JRJR's favorite band at the discotheque uh yeah so we got the Hitler piece and it's it sort of it, I started to think like 
you know, you get you get Hiroshima Nagasaki, and then you get you get Akira many years later. Uh, is the idea of like the guy who takes over the world does that happen with Hitler? But then I'm like, no, there's Genghis Khan, there's there's Alexander of Macedon and stuff. So like, it doesn't come from there. But uh, yeah, anyhow. It's a strange thing to see going back through an issue. You know, going into a back issue like this, that's an odd panel. <laughs> right. I mean, if you read a lot of, like, 60s comics and, and like, Wally Wood and stuff like that, at, like, every other issue, the villain takes his mask off and it's Hitler. You know? Like, you know, or, or, you know, and especially Marvel. I mean, you had all that, like, Red Skull stuff and whatever, so it's not... It, yeah, it's not... And, and the Red Skull where he's got his little island with, like, his, like, Mussolini guy and all this kind of... It's... it's it's pretty much a, an established part of Marvel. It's just like, okay, now we're in the 80s, so, you know. Once again, an, another uh, inked approach with the the magic here with uh, our little Igor, or our Erzatz Igor character. Uh, and I bring it up just because we'll, we'll see some crazy-looking uh, Tom Palmer stuff in later parts of this issue. That's a pretty badass image right there. It is. Like, like I don't think Doctor Strange ever looked cooler. Well, it, is this like a tryout for Miller's Doctor Strange? Because he was going to do a Doctor Strange series. Yeah, there like, were ads for it. Yeah, ads for it. So is that what we're seeing here? Because, and again, what a lost opportunity. I mean, obviously he did a lot of cool stuff instead of that. But man, a Miller Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting what if in comics mm -hmm. history. And it might have come out of this. Maybe he leaves here going, you know what? I have more to do on this character. This, this is a very well-lit mm -hmm. face, man. I, like, there, there's a reference that was used for this. And, and, and Tom Palmer bringing like, years of work with Colin at this point. I was going to say finishing. A lot, of, a lot of Palmer on that face. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at this. and, and uh, <laughs> Frank sounds dirty. <laughs> Frank, Frank Miller created the, the Todd McFarlane Chains. Mm -hmm. You know, you see it right there. And those are heavy chains. Like, the character's interacting with each link right there. He's bound up. And, dude, we, this is like the kayfabe mailbag. Like, just, he's got stuff coming <laughs> in that, he, that, like... Yeah, what is this? You know, it's all surprises. And, and for us, it might be, you know, some issues of Deadline Magazine. But for <laughs> Doctor Strange... He's getting mummies in the mail unsolicited. Right. Well, this is um, Citizen Kane, too, where he has all those, like, big wooden crates full of statues. And whenever Miller can, like, keep somebody's face in shadow, he goes there. You know? that, that feels like a Ditko approach. Yeah. A lot of obscured faces in Ditko comics. And and the, the Spider-Man um, and Doctor Strange team up in an annual is a Ditko thing, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Bad guy on loose. He's got the black light. So... They held true with that, but look at this stuff that mm -hmm. Palmer is bringing to the mix, man. You have to have like a wide area to work with mm -hmm. uh, if you're going to do something like this, man, because you have to allow for a lot of room for error yeah. of like registration mm -hmm. slipping and things. But seeing these big chunky lines with no holding line, that does feel magical. Yeah, yeah, there, it's pretty cool. There was some of this in that Spider-Man Fantastic Four comic mm -hmm. that you guys reviewed a while back. Right, right. And I love the black light mm -hmm. concept. Yeah. I think that's one that's really good. Like, you're, you're working with a limited tool set. That's a pretty good use. That That's a Ditko thing, too. I, I mean, I think maybe, like, a purple would have read in a really cool way that, like, the black doesn't quite, you know. And you could do that with Serpent. It would be 100% magenta, 100% cyan ha has that very, like, mm -hmm. dark purple color. Choreography on the part of uh, 
sure. Miller is something that he's totally known for. Man, we got the we got the bad guy kind of splitting up our dudes with uh, Doctor Strange being the tank, capturing all the attention of the bad guy. Well, this dude, what's his name, Wang or something like that? Wong. Wong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good action shot of Doctor Strange diving out of the way and like counter magic beams. Yeah, and look at that dude. That feels like something Miller must be drawing, right? Or yeah, he, of course. Yeah, yeah. He, he draws it in pencil. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the stuff that we saw earlier, uh, it was just uh, Tom Palmer deciding to use a black line on like the small pieces, probably knowing that you have to allow room for that registration to slip. But when you have these big moments, there's no reason to have that black line. Yeah. And it really feels like energy. I remember like maybe like the first week at the Kubert School, like I had this solved for me because I had uh -huh. no idea like how that was done, yeah. and it was such a mystery to me. And I had some teachers explain that stuff to me. Really like this panel. Yeah. You get a right. cross section of the house, so you get a little bit of your exterior New York shot, water, gotta have water, water towers, tower in yeah. there. Yeah, and uh, if I had any advice for Doctor Strange, man, it's like, maybe gracefully sit sit down on the ground <laughs> before you leave your body. Cause that guy, when you jump back in that body, it might be- Paralyzed. Yeah, it might be a Twilight Zone episode. Dude, that's Austin getting dropped on his head by Owen Hart right there. Totally. That's a bad way to fall. Yeah. But beautifully dramatic. Yes, very dramatic. It's all about the drama. Good moments of uh, astral, astral version of Doctor Strange mm -hmm. being white. You know, again, using the limited tools that you get in a comic book at this era, but effective. Yeah, yeah, you see the Ditko in that face right there. Totally. Part of it is that, uh, you know, that old joke, uh, if you could see three whites around the side of somebody's eyes, they get the crazy eyes. Like, uh, when you pinhole those pupils and you allow space for all four sides of that pupil, that, that's a Ditko stroke. That's something that he brought to uh, his, his artwork, something that you could, was common with his stuff. Manson lamps. <laughs> Using yellow serpent mm -hmm. for uh, this kind of, like, thought energy astral projection eisner window right in the middle of your page you're right man eisner window with a gilcane <laughs> like final piece with ditko energies those really feel like it too and that's got to be palmer thinking that way because they're inked with kind of a fat line yeah, yeah. that feels like a ditko era yeah. line treatment when, when ditko sort of comes back to marvel and is doing work there the Inkers are like bending over backwards to make it into like prime time Ditko, you know? Yeah. Whenever I would see this as a kid, I was so literal with the imagery that uh -huh. I saw. And this stuff would always like fuck me up. Like, oh, so he just like turns into Spider-Man? Like, uh -huh. yes, this, I like, didn't understand the implication. Burn marks that <laughs> yeah. come out. That's a fun page as a nine panel grid. There's a lot going on in there. Another big Ditko piece. And uh, I don't remember Deb at all from anything. Is I don't she either. an ongoing character at some size? I don't know, but she looks, with those glasses, she looks very Ditko-esque. And then Debbie, I'm just thinking like Debbie Harry, you know, they're like that, that's that's the person in the moment here. I like yeah. the way this Spider-Man's drawn, the background, but just the way he's drawn kind of blew my mind with that like, rim lighting around and it's it's a nice way to not have to draw every web but it, it looks so great it's you, amazing you feel the page. volume yeah because you allow the white for that rim lighting from the thunder uh but from the lightning but then uh tom palmer's using zip like he uses zip here to great effect yes the zip yeah are you shocked the same deal? that he doesn't use a, a second color 
it looks like, like it's a, a lighter color. Yeah, a white or a yellow, I would accept mm -hmm. there is like your outside lighting, you know, almost an outline because like the way that's that's drawn, it is that usual like double lighting style. Yeah. It looks amazing, but yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do that. The, the, thankfully, he has a zip there, right? Mm -hmm. To create two colors. A second color, yeah. Yeah, so, so this is that old maxim where you have to get it to work in black and white because perhaps when you bring the color into it, it's hard to fuck up. Yeah, maybe. There's a lot like like that's a heck of an image, man. You could you could color that two or three different ways and it'd be very effective. And this perspective on the buildings, I mean, there are guys, Joe Quesada, you know, that really use that a lot. It looks incredible there for at, a two page spread. At this level too, it's all directional devices mm -hmm. pointing directly yeah. to Great stuff. Our guy with this kind of spread, man, before we get out of here. We gotta let you know that our videos are brought to you by the books that we make. Tommy has Fantastic Four Grand Design, Jack Kirby, Epic Life of the King of Comics out there uh, in the wild as we speak. And his name is on the spine of dozens of other books, man. So make sure you check out his bibliography. Jimmy has Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness issues out on the stands right now, but it's gonna get that big treasury edition format like Hulk Grand Design and I mean, like Fantastic Four Grand Design and X-Men Grand Design in early 2023. Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive trade paperback is back in print. So make sure you scoop it up. Uh, don't lag this time, man, because it was out of print for a little while, but there's no excuse right now. Red Room Trigger Warnings and the Anti-Social Network are the current things that I'm working on. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Each book is completely self-contained, so if you see one of these, give it a try. Check it out. Support Cartoonist Kayfabe that way. Now let's get back to the video, dude. This pose right here continues the energy, uh -huh. man. Like this, the bounce of this feels like lessons uh, that like Joe Mad took away, Art Adams took away. Uh, in some of your work, Tom, uh, maybe some American Barbarian, I was paying attention to the way that like a back view of a character with arms back and how uh -huh. those like shoulder blades get close. Like you're, right, you're yeah. so good at that, man. And that is a... That is a well-built figure right there. And classic color theory, right? Yellow and purple being your complementary colors there to make that yellow character foreground pop. Genius. You're going to see from here on out the way Miller plays, like with his use of shadow and, and absence of, of line, what he does with Spider-Man. And it's, it's like a Spider-Man I've never seen before, other than here. When you see these gargoyles right there, I'm imagining Frank Miller's using that side of the pencil mm -hmm. like this to create the kind of uh, gravelly textures. And think about gargoyles like in his body of work, like in the the Batman stuff, and you know. Do you guys think that Miller does this two-page spread because he does this quite a bit in different comics too? Uh, is a way to kind of like gimmick ad treatments and page turns because like <laughs> you have to run this as a two-page ad if you're editorial yeah yeah and you know like you hear about cartoonists in the past that would do tricks to like manipulate the engravers and stuff like hey i got fine lines so you can't over expose this or whatever it feels like this is one to kind of like, like maybe force manipulate their hand. with your storytelling a little bit right great water tower <laughs> <laughs> again like ditko miller water towers I'm so impressed when you see a three-panel page in this era, uh, especially this layout. You know, like that—that's one of those that's built on that six-panel grid. But you see it now and then. Very and well it's composed cool. image. Yeah, we're getting close to Ronin here. We are. There's a few Roninisms. Mm -hmm. Some of the demons in the Dormammu area, where there's a bunch of those little demons, they remind me of moments from Ronin. It's so funny seeing like the the Ronin stuff, the the. Um... Sin City stuff, you know, it, it pops up here and there. Straight up Bigfoot cartooning, you know, like whenever he would do this sort of thing, like in mm -hmm. Sin City Hell and Back or somewhere, it's inter characters interacting with uh, Dr. Seuss. Yeah. 
You know, this is Bigfoot cartooning, little headless uh, demons. Love this, too. We t I mentioned Will Eisner window a minute ago. Like, you see Eisner talks about using windows as, like, a panel border. Let's use the most iconic window in the Marvel Universe as, like, a panel frame device. Is this the one where you I were... I found it. Yeah, yeah, right. we were... Somebody got smacked in the face. Yeah, with we, were, we were talking uh, Spider-Man 50, and I was like, where, where the hell did I see a sequence where a lady gets thwapped in the face? Props to Dennis O'Neill for setting up that gag, too. Like, so really, good. really put some words in her mouth. We're all cheering for her to shut up. <laughs> There's the Marvel Method working for you. And here's where the Marvel Method falls apart. Yes. This sequence here, he's battling with all these little demons, and it's making him act weird. And we, we realize that nobody it's else... Head. It's in, in his head. Nobody else can see those demons but him. So kids see him, and they think, oh, he's breakdancing, that new dance craze that's sweeping <laughs> the nation. But it gets fucked up. By, in the writing, because the writing, they act as if they do see those, and they're like, what are those, Muppets? But they shouldn't be able to see those. They should just be able to see Spider-Man breakdancing. Yeah, real dumb. Super dumb. How about that, yeah. dude? <laughs> that that's big a, cool. another good coloring on Spider-Man there, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's That choice to do solid color on him, that we've seen a couple times. It is unconventional, and mm -hmm. it's, it usually works in this comic. And you think about, like, a Spider-Man people are familiar with. If you're watching the Spider-Man cartoon, and maybe Spider-Man and, and his Amazing Friends comes along a little bit after this, maybe. But that's how he is in the Spider-Man cartoon. There's not webs covering that's every inch yeah, yeah, in yeah, the that cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that shit. Yeah. I love this three-panel sequence. That just works for me on every level. The silhouette Spider-Man's on either side. That Man, that magenta uh -huh. yellow in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just breaking up that magenta with these blue treatments. They're really going for it with color. You know, even this next page, those top two panels are a lot of color on uh, weird colors on Spider-Man. And some more of that surprint stuff. And you, and you see the registration slip, which is, mm -hmm. you know, Inevitable. how things can pot potentially get dicey. And is this guy, like, may maybe he was intended to be, like, a relative of Doc Ock or something? Because he's, like, sipping the tea. Right, yeah. He's got the haircut, the glasses. Now we get the ad. <laughs> right, yeah. Taking yeah. place at CBGB's. yeah. Uh, for shrapnel, we saw the ad earlier. Let's see the ad payoff, man. And it's like uh, a theme band, a, co a concept group. Yeah. And everything is about uh, enemy lines, and they have they have uh, weapons and bombs. They're like an early '80s guar. Right. <laughs> I like the, the coloring on this spread too. And it's Frank Miller, like you know he. He's he's an old cuss, man. He's reading Mickey Splain books. He ain't going down to CBGB's to go see <laughs> Richard Hell and television play. So what is CBGB's to him? All darkness. Great silhouettes and a great like little romantic comedy moment. Absolutely, in, in man. With you know juxtaposed with uh, George C. Scott at the beginning yeah. of Patton. I like the, the way they imagery. faded the colors. You know, on the on the red, white, and blue. We know that that ain't the right lettering right there. Man, you mentioned Doc Ock and like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And so Shrapnel is like Pied Pipering the CBGB's attendance uh, throughout the Bowery. And it sounds like it has a little bit of a pull on Spider-Man too, but maybe his powers or whatever helps him. He's like, there's something very compelling about that song they're playing. <laughs> and he keeps blowing off that, uh, that Deb. First yeah, they were yeah. supposed to go to CBGB's and they didn't, and then they're supposed to go get coffee, and he's like, "Oh, uh, I gotta, I gotta run." Yeah, you always gotta inject that piece in every yeah. Spider-Man comic. And look at this—it's a straight up like Blitzkrieg of 
soldiers for the shrapnel army of uh, Doctor Doom. Yeah, it makes you, uh, the, the callback to Doctor Doom watching the Hitler films, yeah. in a weird way, like, it, it kind of ties into the sequence. Yeah, because there is that, like, square thing, like, that famous footage whenever they take over France. Now, imagine um, this story. It would have been so easy to take that romance element, like, to maybe not even think of the romance element, but it needs that. That's like, Spider-Man. That, yeah, that's Spider-Man. That's, that's the Marvel formula. If you if you take those, like, romance comics out of the equation, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, yeah, you gotta it give does, them some... Yeah, it makes it very human. Like, if you're reading this as a kid that is not Spider-Man, has no powers, that part you can relate to where it's like, man, he's messing up so bad with this mm -hmm. girl, like, over and over. Why is she ever gonna speak mm -hmm. to this dude again? I feel like the El Jefe part, like, that, that was put in there by uh, Frank Miller on the... Uh... Marquee. You, you gotta love it when he does like Times Square. Yeah. The, the signs and stuff. The Coca-Cola you never get away with now. We've seen a lot of uh, his interpretations of this kind of thing uh, in the Wolverine miniseries. It would be all serpent mm -hmm. and it would be the colorist or well, who knows who it yeah. is, but it would all just be colored lights and things. This is a really strange choice around Spider-Man's eyes I was to thinking make that the too. black part blue. Blue, yeah. Cool though. Trying some things. It just things. feels like experimenting, right? Yeah, yeah, trying some stuff, man. I love the fixed camera angle stuff when when, yeah. she, when shit goes down, and here is a bound uh, Doctor Strange inside of a crystal. You know, seeing the Spider-Man treatment, it does make you wonder, like, what if Marvel gives Miller Spider-Man? Like DC yeah. basically gives him Batman, because this is the this is the intellect, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is this is kind of Miller separate from like most of your your job guys is like, okay, let's see what haven't we seen before? Let's see how yeah. this works. Let's try some stuff. Makes you wonder what he does a year or two on on a book like Spider-Man. Yeah. In the what past couple of years, man, like he did a Spider-Man piece. You know how he'll mm -hmm. just on in his studio just show yeah. off these pieces, and like he's continually continuing to innovate. Yeah, you've never seen anything character. like that. Not at all. Before, yeah. Hanging from the webs, mm -hmm. and, and the webs are all in a straight, almost like a piece of graph paper. Hey, man, go back a second. Where, what's Spider-Man standing on in these panels? Like, what is this? Yeah, it's like a question. giant cactus or something. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, here he's on this pipe, but is that the same thing as? Yeah, this? it's like these weird chimney yeah, things. So. Yeah. some industrial chimney. Uh, it's I'm not, not like sure a this Galactus one works. Kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think that one's not gonna not gonna draw a lot of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> And look at these CBGB's guys, man, doing performance art class. <laughs> I am a blade of grass. I feel like this is a Kirby reference. I feel like I've seen that in, like, maybe New Genesis or, you know, something. These, like, dancing, cavorting people. Gotta, gotta dispatch the Blacklight villain. And see, it's that incremental thing where you go with the creation, then you gotta go against Igor, and then it's, like, Doctor Doom. And, and this uh, guy who's doing all this stuff... He went into business for himself. Yeah. Doctor Doom didn't want him to do any of this. Right. All this hot magenta, hot reds. Look at these, man, dude. It's like uh, batter mixers. <laughs> and and they're getting nasty. Before, when we saw them, they were just kind of smooth. Now they got some spikes on them. Yeah. That's Continuing right. that treatment that's a good, right there. That's a nice Doctor Strange concept. And those, like, yeah, it's beautiful. And those hands, like, I'm trying to think where he got those, like, that one going like that. Because I feel like somebody You see that it. with, like, Frank Brunner. Yeah. And those dudes that, that mm -hmm. did those 70s uh, Doctor Strange yeah, comics. Yeah, right. When he goes to these vertical panels in this sequence, I think it's very effective, too. We yeah. haven't seen that much, this issue, if at all. When there's something about that that's, like, speedy, you know, changes the, the, the tempo. tempo. And it works so well... For superheroes who are doing all their action in the sky, in a city where everything's vertical. It sets this up. You yeah. Know, because like you, you your last panel there is basically that vertical drop into the crystal. 
Ooh, double serpents, baby. <laughs> Cyan's and magentas. It's the it's the warring powers. Yeah. Lightsabers, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so cool. I wonder if like when Palmer does it, he kinda can't wait to see the issue. Right. Like like let's see how that turned out. I wonder if these guys even got comps back then. <laughs> Yeah, the time delay is so weird, and if you were doing a couple of monthly books like a Palmer would be doing, who knows? How about these Serpent Hostess Twinkie ads, man? <laughs> like, like with, it's just all colors, totally muddy. That's fun. <laughs> and then you got your typical Spider-Man ending, man. Saves the day. Mm-hmm. Helps Doc Strange out in a big, bad way. Uh, Doc Strange will do anything to repay him. Spider-Man asks a very simple question. What was the Bar Sinister? The Ben Sinister. The Ben Sinister. And he doesn't get an answer. And I, hopefully somebody in the audience maybe know like, is that some Lovecraft reference or something? Like, what's the, like, I understand it's this bad thing that's supposed to happen, but is it referencing something specific? Right. And then Spider-Man, he can't win. Throws a little tantrum. Splits off. Look at all those uh, splinters. I like that they do this panel twice. Where yes. it's like, this is like the freeze frame, yeah. you know. Yeah, real smart. So there it is, man. Frank Miller going full Steve Ditko. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's the complete issue. Yeah. <laughs> you think of the annuals now, and it'll be like three or four stories. Well, maybe not now. Maybe in the 90s when I was yeah. buying annuals. <laughs> but to get like complete uh, full issue worth of Miller, pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Stan, Stan and Steve, man, they, I feel like they set the template. When you get Spider-Man Annual 1, and it's the Sinister Six, and there's mm-hmm. a cool splash page of of Spidey dispatching every major villain, like that, that sets a high bar for the rest of your uh, Spidey annuals. And man, the color holds on the on the cover, you know? Absolutely. Even a dicier one, man, the green. Well, no, because you got 100%. Yeah, that's right. just blue. Yeah, it's just a cyan. Smart. Yeah, we've done a couple of these annuals lately, and it's it's interesting to see, like, there are some real standout stories spread around these annuals, if mm-hmm. you know uh, which ones to go dig out. Yeah. You mentioned Ditko earlier, and, like, I have that Avengers where it's, I think it's Ditko pencils and burn yeah. inks. There's a lot of uh, kind of noteworthy stuff in some of those older annuals. It's true. And uh, not the last annual we'll be looking at on the Kayfabe channel. Kayfabers like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, let the people know. Street Angel, Deadly Squirrel Live. Pick it up now, back in print after almost a year. Eight complete stories, full color. Uh, get your money's worth. If you like Spider-Man, you should like Street Angel. It's a young hero uh, bouncing around, fighting ninjas, all that good stuff. Hulk, Grand Design, Monster Madness in stores now and coming to stores in an oversized edition in first of next year. So pre-order that wherever you get your books and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see lots more of my comics and art. Tell them to draw some science, man. We got Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics. We got Fantastic Four Grand Design. Uh, Check out my Patreon. Uh, Check out my YouTube channel, Total Recall Show, where we're going to start back up doing new episodes in October. And also on that channel, I have Thursday Comics. Every Thursday, I'm reviewing uh, a new issue of Thor going through the whole series. So join me there. Red Room trigger warnings. Red Room, the antisocial network. Trade paperback are my latest efforts in stores uh, today. Uh, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. Each book is completely self-contained, uh, as hardcore as the cover imagery. If you could stomach that, you'll dig the interiors. Uh, Serialize new Red Room comics on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ed Piscor, three bucks get you the archive there. That's all of this uh, material plus new stuff. More than 300 pages for three three bucks. You can't beat that with a baseball bat. Jimmy, 
let them know uh, what else we have out there, man. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merch, and fanny packs at our spread shop in the links below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel, given those marching orders will be on our way. Read more comics.